0: Hey, come in and eat man. Y'all to see me eat man. hit on the meat man. Y'all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made a tag tongue with a sensitive taster. I've born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catching muscle greener showing the hell that like a the meat. meat man. Y'all to see me eat
1: man.
2: I am here at the Houston Austin Barbecue Throwdown. It is a classic event, something that pits one city against another, plus some wild cards. Uh, I'm standing at the Interstellar stand here with John Bates and Eric Faust. John Bates, a a chef by trade, the starter of Noble Sandwich, who has now gone into the barbecue business, and uh, Eric Faust, who brought his 500-gallon Austin Smokeworks pit all the way down to Houston uh, to help these guys out. How's it going? Good, man. Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying all the bites. Have you guys uh, had a chance to try any of the food?
3: I got a little bit of ramen, some badass tacos, some good stuff out there. I'm lucky
4: enough to get to have, I got that bite from Scott that he loves, the uh, quail with the uh, chili relleno in it. I love that bite. Always delicious.
2: And that that was an announcement there. We're getting one more people's choice. Uh, thrown into your box here everyone's throwing coins into their favorite people's choice yeah we're running stands. the running
3: man i think we got a chance we'll yeah. see oh here comes there's another, another one right you. there sweet thank you you're the best darling
5: <laughs>
2: so uh does it feel good how was the crowd i mean you guys were kind of grinding
3: there uh, serving over 500 people here's another people's choice
6: sweet thank you sir
3: I, it was a good time i mean this has been a this has awesome. been a really thank fun you. event uh people really like the food here they're enthusiastic a it's a chill crowd i really like them
2: and uh this is this is y'all's first time cooking in houston right
3: uh yeah it's interstellar for sure we've uh this is actually our first barbecue centric food event that we've ever done so i kind of feel like this is our uh, coming out party to the to the the barbecue festival world yeah
2: and it's a great location i mean it's a huge dining hall with a ton of beers uh there's there's a fluff bake bars here serving desserts um Did you guys get a chance to to talk to some of the people that came by? Did they, you know, it was a more chef dish. Can you tell us about what
3: you cooked? Well, um, so I served up a curried beef oxtail today uh, with smoked potatoes, cabbage, scallions, cilantro, peanuts. Um, Just wanted to kind of put some of my background as a chef onto uh, a barbecue dish and have some fun with it because this environment is a great place to kind of like uh, experiment and flex your muscles a little bit and play around instead of having to do the, your standards from the restaurant.
2: Did you do any research? Did you find out, oh, in the past, X, Y, and Z have won? Or? Oh, dude, I
3: totally I totally stalked all these guys.
7: Nice. I had checked out all the winners
3: from the year before and uh, got a feel for the vibe of the, of the the festival. And it definitely seems like they encourage you to... to really express yourself as opposed to, you know, just kind of do your standards, which can be tough. So There's another one in the box, dude. guys. Thank you, darling.
2: So so Eric, uh, you, you've done a few events here with Interstellar. Uh, what keeps bringing
4: you back? The company and the food. <laughs> Definitely the company. John's a great guy. Uh, I've had a secret chef crush on John since like 2010 after I went to one of his dinners back at Noble Pig off the 620, the original spot, yeah. and went in and he turned the turned the dining room, turned the, turned the deli and the shop into a dining room for the night, and he cooked some amazing food and had a wonderful story behind it, and everything was balanced, and from a chef's perspective, what you would almost say is perfect. It was an amazing meal that I never forgot, and we'd run into each other from time to time, and say hey at Central Market and then I started doing my pop-ups and luckily he had been following along and seeing the Barba Bows and he said hey we should cook together so we started cooking together and I haven't stopped going up and hanging out after work ever since it's uh, fun to go up and see what he's doing and uh, even I would even dare to say a, a mentor to me as a up and coming guy in the barbecue world and he's just got so much knowledge and I respect a lot of ways he looks at food and handles food, and it's he's just a pleasure to be around. The whole team at Interstellar is just nothing but smiles and great people, so it's a great place you're, to you're hang out. You're
3: making me blush,
7: man.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and Warren isn't here, but I know he's jealous that we're all More down dog. here. War Dog. War Dog is my man. He takes care of the house, that's for sure. Thank you. Uh, and so you guys have a, a custom thousand gallon smoker. You're not really, you're not doing anything traditionally. You have actually one of the original Boebergs. I do. Which is pretty cool. Um, does it feel good? You know, uh, the Noble Sandwich is closed for now, but about to kind of be reborn.
6: Yeah.
2: Um, you, you getting some, some more rest now that you're down to one restaurant?
3: Uh, no, there's no rest for the Wicked. You work hard, you play hard, yeah. you burn at both ends, that's for sure. Yeah. But it, it's been really nice to, to, to focus solely on Interstellar. Uh, you know, we're working towards a relaunch on Noble and kind of like... Uh, Dusting it off and refreshing it a little bit, but so it's been nice to at least have a singular focus while you work really hard.
2: And you got Eric here coming up and cooking yeah. with y'all, hanging out with y'all. While the- yeah.
3: Well, I mean, it's it's really important in this uh, line of work to have good friends and that are willing to help you out and and come in and pitch a hand. And they're kind of like the lifeblood of the uh, being able to do these sorts of things because you've got a restaurant to run and business to take care of. And in order to get out there and do the fun things, you've got to have. You know, good friends and family that are willing to come out and help you out.
2: And so, y'all kind of have two things you could possibly win. There's the People's Choice that they're collecting now. And you also put a really nice dish in for the judges. There yes. was five judges, I think, right?
3: Something like that. And Secret did panel.
2: You, did you... Uh, did you create anything different for the judges,
3: or you just kind of made a dressier version of what you cooked? Yeah, no, we just made it pretty on a fancy plate. But, uh, you know, I treat I treat the general public like VIPs, and VIPs like the general public. We we serve what we serve, and we think it's good food, and we put, you know, 100% like stamp behind it. And So when somebody comes in, they're like, hey, there's somebody important here. It's like, yeah, it's great. They're all important. They all get the same thing.
2: So for people in North Austin that want to come out and enjoy interstellar tell us you guys are open what five days a week now yeah
3: so currently we're open Wednesday through Sunday Uh, we open up at 11 a.m. every day or on those days Uh, you know our ethos is to serve fresh barbecue at the moment it's best so we start serving at 11 and we serve till it's gone most days we're open till about four or five some days we're open till three and are there any specials or pop-ups or anything coming up so, we do a series of pop ups called the Space Cowboy uh, Pitmaster Series. Eric was actually our first guest to that. Um, those so will be kicking fun. up again in January. We're taking the holidays off. Uh, this December, we're doing a really rad party with Austin Beer Works. We're going to be doing a, a rollout party for their Sputnik, which is an Imperial uh, Russian uh, oh, scout. That's going to be a great party. Wow. I'm pretty stoked about that. It's going to be the 15th of December. But uh, You know who to yeah. call if you need help. Oh, yeah. You want to drink some biryani? Not
2: always. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to keep moving on, but thank you guys for coming. Thanks for coming all this way and, uh, and bringing your wares. Yeah, Thanks for thank covering
4: you. the story, man. Doing yeah. a great job. Cheers. Always.
2: Houston Barbecue Fest. I'm here with Tony and Mike of El Topo. Uh, these guys started a food truck about four years ago. Uh, Mike went to the West Coast, It's some Michelin star work told us a little bit about making salt from scratch straight out of the ocean, Uh, but you guys had one of the most interesting, one of the most complicated, one of uh, the tastier dishes, some duck with a torch, and uh, it looks like some dried citrus, but uh, how are you guys doing?
5: We're doing well, man. Thank you. We're doing great. How are you doing?
2: (laughs) I'm great. Uh, So, you know, you can tell who the chefs are in this place by uh, how many steps it takes to to make (laughs) a dish. Uh, How'd you guys come up with this duck dish?
6: Well, so our goal in it was actually, uh, it does seem complicated, but we kind of cook with the uh, French larder system. So we're used to creating stuff uh, out of ingredients that are about to go bad. So the candied satsuma and the satsuma uh, marmalade was actually just a reaction to, we had two cases of satsumas, that was going bad. Nice. (laughs) And we wanted to preserve them. Necessity. So we're, you know, even though we just made a little bit for this, uh, this display, we actually were going to use this at a restaurant in six months to make, uh, you know, like a bang-up dessert. So uh, the duck, we actually, we cured it for three days, which sounds crazy, but it's like actually a very passive process. Like a salt
2: cure? Or? Yeah, salt
6: yeah. and sugar.
5: Yeah. And then-
6: Add some spices. It was like like a five
5: spice, but more spice. Maybe like a twelve spice.
6: Yeah, like a Mexican five spice. Just a bunch or a of te- stuff. That a we toasted, Texian five spice.
5: Put in a mortar and pestle and ground down so it's nice and blooms, and then we rubbed it and we you know blew a fan on it in the fridge and got it nice and candy. We blanched the skin on the crown of the breast. There's a lot of work to it, but it's all just technique. It, it's not not too much to it, but some duck on toast, hopefully, but a lot of technique.
6: Yeah. And uh, you know, I would say that. Um, the actual smoke on these was was super quick, so the the legs and uh, the legs and thighs were uh, smoked at like two fifty uh, for a couple of hours, and then we threw them in confit, like in their own fat, and confit them for twelve hours. Which, again, we're not doing any work when this is happening. The reason I like confit is because confit in a vac in a vac sealed bag lasts for six months in your restaurant. So we. It might seem like a lot, but any—it's uh, a very efficient way of cooking. So that's kind of why we brought this dish. Um, but we're actually, so we're actually famous for another very efficient item, which is our barbacoa uh, taco. We won the Butcher's Ball last year with it. Nice. Um, and it's one of the same things. It's a long, slow braise. It's a fatty meat that renders out. It's very delicious, and it's good for a really long time. And uh, even the torch you guys have is a very, is that a special
2: kind of torch? What do you call that?
5: Yeah, that's a Sears That's a shout-out to David Arnold um, uh, at uh, Cooking Issues in New York. He's a god to us, and uh, we use this piece of equipment. He's got some other stuff that he's made himself. He used to run the French Culinary Institute, and he also opened up, uh, he's got Booker and Dax a few places in New York, and uh, he's an inventor, and he invented this. And you can buy it on Amazon for $80, and it's a it displaces the heat, and it allows us to kind of get like a brulee crispiness on the skin of the duck breast. Uh, we we blanched the duck breast in boiling rod, water to render the skin, and then we let them dry out, and then we smoked them very quickly, and uh, we were able to get a nice cook on it. I, I think it was nice with the blowtorch finish. Yeah, it's a cool. It's not really a
2: torch. It's like this cone that distributes heat and this right. very clean way it's very red it's not like yeah. the blue torch you used to see yeah he
5: he well he kind of was able to realize that uh i mean this is totally weird inside baseball talk but he Let's realized go. that gas dispute diffusion was the problem and the gas taste was coming from the way the flame was burning so he's def- diffusing the flame and uh so yeah, it's all heat,
2: no flavor. Well, he's, yeah, he's a very he's, science-minded He's cook. created like a yeah.
6: salamander in your hand. Exactly. Which is wow. amazing. And we actually adopted this uh, on our food truck yeah, for when we opened for the tortillas because uh, the griddle only holds like a certain thermal load, and we needed a little bit extra. And so we would hit it on top, and you would see the tortilla bubble up, and that, that meant that it was done. And Mm -hmm. so that really helped us on our food truck, too. Yeah, we
5: make the tortillas to order, so doing that quickly is like
2: they're from scratch or like you warm them up to order?
5: We do it from scratch.
2: Yeah, from scratch. So it's just dough and then you hit it with that cool torch. Yeah, we press them and then we hit them with that torch. We hit it with little, yeah. And so uh, you mentioned that you're a few weeks out from opening a restaurant?
6: We are, yeah. We've we've had a food truck in Houston for about four and a half years and we have this like real dream of a space. And we're gonna be open for breakfast and lunch uh, with stuff like this, stuff that's fast and casual and healthy and can be a little bit uh, indulgent if you want, but very sexy stuff like grinding cold butter into our chorizo, um, grinding our burgers from brisket, and just like making really nice stuff like barbacoa tacos and then we're going to try to do a bistro service kind of like a romantic bistro service four nights a week where we're serving people the way we always really like to go to restaurants which is just like a very uh again like romantic and intimate moment with uh, a server that's bringing you a very sensitive menu of stuff that comes from texas that's cooked in texan tradition and that's kind of what we believe in we're hoping to we're hoping to pioneer a new a new style of cooking, which really honors all Texas has to offer. And we're, we're thinking about calling it New Western Cuisine. Um, anyway, that's what we hope to premiere. And it's going to be, you know, we're, we're also very uh, heavily into pastries, so bringing a really amazing sourdough with Texas-grown wheat is something that we're very passionate about. I love about. that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: I'm a big fan of Barton Springs Mill in Austin, and I love the idea of, you know, there, there's all of these genetically modified, over you know, uh, basically molested types yeah. of grains, and people are finding these old heirloom grains that, uh, you know, that they, they cook different, they grind different, and I like the idea of you know, uh, uh, Easy Tiger is a big yeah. um, place for me in Austin. I love their bread, and it it's like uh, it has a different effect on you when it's when it's not such a complicated grain. Yeah.
5: Oh yeah, it feels good. You know, we want to work hard. <clears throat> And uh, we like to build stuff and we like to, you know, just make stuff. So we're just working hard and using a lot of technique and using really great product. And we we connect with people who also do that. You know, when they grow things, they're paying attention to what they're doing and making cool things happen every day. It's about taking that extra time to make something people can be excited about. And nowadays, the public can make very cool things themselves. Everybody's doing craft stuff. So... It's our job to not necessarily be one step ahead, but to to dream about what's next, and that's what we're trying to do.
2: And uh, and taking your time, you know, I, I was just at Buxton Hall Barbecue, and oh, man. Elliot Moss that's takes his heroes. time, yeah. yeah. And his desserts are just so well thought out. Um, let's take a break for a second. I think they're about to announce some winners, um, and I'll come back and we'll finish this. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank
8: you.
9: Number two is Brett. Wow! <laughs> and uh, number one for People's Choice is Aker. Yeah! All right. Woo! Okay. Woo! We like it when they're loud when they're excited. Now
1: right.
9: the for the ever-popular Judge's Choice. I was back there earlier. This was not an easy, this is never easy for them. It's really hard for these judges to eat as much food as they can. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go 3, 2, 1 again. So uh, third place for judges' choice, Interstellar. Interstellar from Austin.
10: from All the way from Austin. Oh, yeah. They're hiding. Number two,
9: come back over here,
10: Acre. Oh. Number two, oh. Number
6: Number
8: two, no, no,
1: no, sorry, that was my bad. You know, no trophy for you. No trophy for me. either. No Number one, Tejas. Tejas yeah. right, Barbecue, country,
2: Texas. Houston, Austin, Barbecue Throwdown. Uh, I am here with Don and Theo of Koi Barbecue. Uh, I really, uh, as, as all the fans know, I'm a big fan of ramen and broths and, and noodles and soup. and uh, These guys are doing all those things uh, and I'm a big fan and it, it was great to try y'all's food. How's it going? Not too bad, man. Nice to
11: oh, meet you. Well. Nice,
2: thanks for having us. I'm
11: yeah. <laughs> ready to
12: uh, take a nap after this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you just got off a plane, huh?
12: Yeah. Or like was, yesterday? Yeah, I just got back from Amsterdam for work, flew in at 5 p.m. and went straight to uh, barbecue life, you know?
2: Uh, so, are you guys strictly doing pop-ups, or are you gonna, are you doing something consistently
5: now?
12: Yeah, we have a consistent pop-up schedule, like two or three times a month on the weekends. Uh, we're at Rice Village in Houston or in Montrose
6: in Houston.
2: And tell us, you know, for for people that haven't, you know, that aren't in the know, wh- where did you guys kind of pick all this up? What made you think to put, you know, soup and noodles and barbecue together? Stuff that we like to
12: eat, man, you know, we, we, we grew up, we're Vietnamese, Americans grew up in Texas, and uh, here's our boy, JQ. Hey, JQ's here, what's up? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> and we just like to make stuff that we like to eat, you know, we love barbecue, we love obviously a Vietnamese food, Chinese
6: food,
2: Korean food. Tex-Mex. And there's a lot of that here. There's a lot of I mean, of lot, this is like the most diverse city in America now. Absolutely. absolutely you guys right? just beat New York, right? Yeah. And the Chinatown goes on for days. Oh, all day. Better than
12: New York Chinatown for sure. Shout out short. to Bel Air. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I was at Crawfish and Noodles last night. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah you got
12: that Viet Cajun. Yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, do you guys you guys kind of have a thing you're doing? or are you changing it up every time you do a pop-up? Is one of you kind of trying to, to change the game or, or throw some wild cards in? You're being quiet, yeah, Theo. You're being smiling. quiet, yeah.
11: No, I mean. Uh, just trying to change the shoe game. Yeah, the bar- just trying to try <laughs> change whatever industry we're in.
2: Try, yeah.
11: Try and change whatever industry we're in, man. Just do it to uh, the best of what we know and stay true to ourselves, you know? Yeah. I, I think that's our motto. And
2: uh, I'm guessing the experimenting is half the fun.
12: That's what it is, you know? For us, <laughs> you know, we have a lot of freedom, and, you know, and I think that's what allows us to kind of try and uh, test different things. And to be honest, out of all of this, I'm really happy. The best thing that's happened is that my mom shared her pho recipe with us. Ooh. <laughs> she never told us. She's like, you want Vietnamese food? Marry Vietnamese girl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. And, you know, it all starts with the bones. It all starts with, you know, good ingredients. Are you are you sourcing them from, like, a secret spot? Or are you just getting some, like, you do, do knuckles or bones? Or is it all a secret?
12: Yeah, no, it's not a secret. Yeah, And uh, We had a episode with uh, Manfire Food that we kind of shared some stuff with. Um, it's basically knuckles, oxtail, all that stuff. We save uh, when we smoke beef ribs,
2: we save the beef ribs and throw them in there as well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I save all those whenever I'm out. I actually, I took all the bones from uh, Interstellar's oxtail, nice. so I have all yeah. these oxtail nice. bones. Perfect. I got enough for like three rounds of broth. Well, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. freeze it, it's,
12: it's awesome, yeah. Because that smoke, imparts such a great flavor, especially, yeah.
2: Well, and don't you think it's funny how the thing that lots of people are throwing out, we're, like, salivating over? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> that's how barbecue yeah. started, right? right. The exactly. whole essence of barbecue, right? Like, saving the ingredients, reusing things. Yeah,
12: and, like, cheaper cuts that are tough, right? Yeah. So, Theo, how'd you get roped into
2: this? Uh, my brother
11: just gave me a job to do, and that's about it. He's like, hey, we're going to do this, and you're going to do that. So, okay. <laughs> and that, that's the end so of it. So,
2: down's a mastermind. He's a mastermind.
12: Yeah. Like. I think he was a big part of it. Like, he, it, it all started cooking for friends and family and, you know, we ran out of people like, try a barbecue yeah. and then we were like, hey, let's just do a pop-up and, you know, try to get better, right? So, yeah. yeah. Are there ingredients? He gets a he gets a, he gets a late night shift. Um, yeah.
2: So,
11: lots of Fortnite, lots of you know, to keep me up. Hey, I love, the smoker. I love playing Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> I can do a few
2: of the dances, too. Yeah. <laughs>
12: You guys are seeing it right now. You, yeah. you can, you can, you you can can't, only hear. You can't see it. You
2: can yeah. hear it though. Yeah, we'll have to do. We'll have to do a little uh, Fortnite collab. Oh yeah, hang definitely. out. Bring my bring my gaming laptop yeah. with me. Oh yeah, yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, so you know, beer is a big part of this. We're at Saint Arnold's Brewing. Uh, is there? You guys have a favorite kind of beer or something you had today? You get a chance uh, to try a few. Yeah.
11: Um, you know, actually, funny story. The first beer I ever had was when I was like, I mean, you know. Still so a little underage, but it was my brother. He gave me an amber ale, and that's like my introduction to craft brew beer. That, that's that's like, some classy drinking. Right that's there. a that's yes. a good,
2: that's a good beer, man. <laughs>
12: classy brother. It's yeah. better.
2: The first beer I ever had was the bad Blue, so yeah. <laughs> it's a little nicer. Yeah, but yeah, man,
11: uh, amber ale all the way.
12: Yeah. All I like. I love the the new double IPA that Sister does. Yeah, really Strong. good stuff. Yeah. Feeling it right now, doing this podcast interview. <laughs> <laughs> there's a oh, there's in. our boy Brian too. Shout Brian out Bingham,
2: Brian Bingham, Bingham. Bodacious Barbecue, uh, who has been traveling almost. I mean, you guys get to kind of cook. This guy's been coming to Austin, Houston, you know, and he's he's four or five hours away from here.
12: Yeah, we are huge fans of what he did. I uh, rode uh, my motorcycle up and visited uh, the Moberly location and nice. yeah, blew blue blew, like blew a our minds. Yeah. We got to go. I heard you right too. Yanni, yeah. So yeah, I'm working on barbecue road week. trip. What we're going to okay. do at 2020, you know, we'll do, uh, we'll hit up all the Texas monthly spots on yeah. bikes. There you go. That's is, our next uh, podcast <laughs> is 2020 the new list. Is that when it comes 2021, <laughs> out? 2021, I think, right? Yeah, 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 Okay. So we got a year to, we got, yeah. to cover some yeah.
2: stuff. <laughs> so tell us what you guys are doing next. What's, uh, you know, we're, we're going into the holidays and the new year, Are you guys, uh, slowing down. Are you gonna do some holiday pop ups.
12: Yeah, we got uh, a couple of pop-ups left for the rest of the year. Um, we're gonna cook for some friends and family. Um, some other clients have, you know, reached out to us for some catering gigs. Um, you know, any excuse you get to fire up the smoker, we'll uh, we'll gladly take it. And uh, we got some dishes that we're working on. Um, some more that classical is- Vietnamese dishes. Yeah, that well, would go like really what? well with, um, like, uh, caramelized fish. Ooh. Um, they do a it catfish, but it's caramelized with uh, fish sauce and sugar. and We want to stick
2: it in the smoker. Right. Little well, country Vietnamese. Yeah,
12: exactly. Yeah, so everybody knows pho, everybody knows banh mi. Uh, we want to give some yeah. uh, spotlight to, uh, to other dishes that we grew up eating.
2: Well, yeah. don't you think it's interesting that the average person, you know, 10 years ago, no one knew what pho and banh mi were. Right. Now everyone knows what those are. Now we've got, there's probably a thousand other dishes that, you know, you guys are ready to yeah. drop on people, melt and, their and, faces. And
12: fish, and fish sauce. Yeah. You know, like 10 years ago, kimchi was like, oh, man, what's this thing? Now it's every, it's a cool hip thing. Yeah. Like, everybody has it's it. It's healthy. It's got it's probiotics. Probi- exactly it's It's like it's like Asian yogurt sauerkraut right um, but we got fish some fish sauce that we want to incorporate in our barbecue sauce stuff like that so we're always just trying to mess around right so yeah well and
2: and your experimenting really it pushes the limits of what people you know there there's there's just as much classic as chef here you know and you guys are the only ones really bringing that that different flair you know there's some tex mex and it, it's cool that. Everyone is just kind of like, oh, I'm going to do barbecue my way rather than the same Trinity brisket sausage. And uh, it, it's really, uh, I got into barbecue because I just want to learn how to smoke something. But, you know, you guys are, are, are bringing it to another level. A lot of the guys who follow the show know I cook a lot of noodles and broths and things. So I'm so excited for everything you all are doing. And I, I appreciate y'all being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, oh, thanks for having
11: us, man. Yeah.
2: It's been an exciting day here at the Houston-Austin Barbecue Throwdown, hosted by HOU BBQ. Uh, I'm here with the winners, Tejas Chocolate, Scott and Charlie. Charles. Charles. Scott Moore, the owner, the uh, the creator, the uh, the genius behind a quail stuffed, uh, or a, a, a chili relleno stuffed quail. Right. Uh, how did that How did that idea first come along?
13: So uh, one of our, actually, our vendors, um, uh, Tim with Benny Keith brought me a box of quail I Said, here try these see what you think because he knows we're always trying to tinker with stuff so I was okay, so I seasoned some quail smoked them. They were delicious and um, I think let's do this again. We we're trying to we we're Planning on a replacement to our Wednesday special because the burgers were moving to Main Street, right? So we're thinking about ideas and uh, so I got another box of quail in because I love them and um, so Seasoned up a couple more, did them, and you're um, ready to do some more, and Brandon, uh, John Allen, who is our morning pit guy and barbecue production guy. Yeah, said, sausage hey. maker. Yeah, sausage maker. He said, hey, uh, hey, boss, we got some leftover kielbasa sausage in the walk-in in a bag. Because when you make sausage, there's always like this little bit of sausage that's left over. Right. So he said, go get some kielbasa put in sausage. I said, well, that's a damn good idea. So I went to the walk-in. And I went to go grab the kielbasa sausage bag, and sitting right next to that bag was a bag of leftover chili relleno sausage, and I'm like, hmm, why wouldn't I? So we did both, and uh, that's how it started. Um, we did it, uh, I think, one week at the restaurant, we did a quail special. Yeah, we
7: did both, uh, and we, we really didn't sell too heavily on it. But during the events and stuff, uh, they flew. Yeah. And customer feedback was was huge on yeah. these things. Yeah. And, and really did make the pathway for what we, we played it today.
1: Yeah.
13: So the next big adventure with it was at Brett's anniversary party. We did a bunch for that. And then we did it at the Texas Monthly Barbecue Festival two weeks ago. And I think at getting the reaction from people, we said, okay, that's our throwdown dish. Let's build around that. So I told Charlie, I said, let's, you know, it's such a tex mexy kind of flavor profile in that quail. I said, let's go with some beans and rice, let's make a bean and rice cake, and he, and he, and he came through on that.
7: Yeah, the first time I ever made Mexican rice, uh, I have an aversion from burning rice. Uh-huh. So uh, I had to kind of get away from that, but we did do what we serve at the restaurant Ranchero as a, almost like a uh, tomato sauce. So we smoked off some tomatoes and got that in there, and it, it came out perfect. And uh, it's, it's so unusual for that to happen all the time that uh, we just ran with it.
13: So for, in, for Taco Tuesday, we make a fresh pico for that. And I wanted to have a corn, so we roasted, decided to smoke roast some corn, add that to our pico, and cream it up a little bit. So we kind of made a cream uh, pico with corn in it. And um, just all those flavors just kind of came together. And then we decided last minute to add a corn chip that we fry in the house, we've done it many times, add that corn chip to it and um, as the utensil for scooping up the beans and the rice in a pico.
2: Nice. Yeah.
13: And Charlie, this was like a...
2: you took the rice and beans and made it into like a patty. Mm-hmm. Does it take like extra ingredients or you just kind of no, cooked it
7: like that? I mean, uh, when, you, when you cook our house pinto beans, it kind of has enough juice to it. And also, we weren't cleaning the rice, so the starch was there. It really did take on a new form, but you know, Scott was saying something last night, like, "What? Why don't we just uh, grill these things off?" and and you know, from there we seared them. I think it was the, the best idea that for the rice cake itself.
13: Yeah, we, um, we brought an outdoor flat top basically, so we could we could sear those off, add a little crust to it, and, and then add that extra texture and flavor component to that to that piece. Uh, did you have a feeling, you know, from the reactions that you got?
2: from the stuffed quail at two other events that you you were gonna do pretty good here?
13: I knew it was a good dish, for sure. And I feel like every dish that we've entered to all these things has been a good dish, and the competition is always really good. I mean, there's a lot of great food. So I was happy, you know, I knew that we had a good dish and you don't know how it's gonna, the people or the judges are gonna react to it, but I felt like we had a really good shot at it. And how many of these events have you all been a part of at this point? Well, I think this is our this is our second Austin, Texas Throwdown, and we've done the Throwdown uh, in the spring uh, three times. So. Just the Houston one, or the fall. Yeah, the Houston one. We've done it three times, so um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it gets we like to be creative around the kitchen a lot. Charlie is always tinkering and playing with different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, our customers appreciate that from us different ideas and new things. So this is sort of like an opportunity to extend ourselves in that regard—a little extra motivation. Let's um, let's create something that you know people will have fun with.
7: You know, because at the end of the day, it's about the food. It's truly about the food, and you know, when you have a bit of inspiration, you really should just continue on with that. And and there
13: was a lot of inspiration today. Did you all get a chance to try some of the other dishes?
7: yeah I, I, I had yeah. I had
13: quite a few dishes, and it was everything was really good. I was like. I don't know how people are going to figure this out. Who's going to win this? But you know, there's, it's obviously very subjective, flavors and all that. But everything that I had, um, four or five dishes, they were all spectacular.
7: So, yeah, and I, I got my opportunity to kind of nerd out after the service was done and and saw some of the techniques that the other cooks were using. I mean, we're we're in a heavy field, you know. There's some there's big hitters out here, and uh, I'm just happy for the win.
2: Yep. Well, and, and you all have, there were chefs, There's uh, there were some, you know, some, the the Koi guys are doing uh, something unique. Uh, Acre has this kind of rice and um, uh, what's it called beef rib yeah. dish. So it really, you know, there there was a lot there, but there was very little like classic. It wasn't really, I don't think there was a
13: brisket in, in the building. Not one brisket. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I think when you're, talking barbecue throwdown it's smoked meats it's barbecue meats you're trying to do something creative it sticks out and um, so you know kind of maybe next year a sliced brisket on a cracker might take it down
7: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> well and so
2: y'all are really you're pushing the limits of what you're doing in Townball. you now have uh, this storefront where people can get uh, you know meats to go You've got the the normal Tejas line, the chocolate, and now the smoked burgers that yeah. uh, that yep. have
13: what doubled what you expected as far as sales. Yeah, the burger the burger joint is yeah more than double what we thought it would be initially. So it's been exciting and stressful, but the good kind of stress, you know, you're trying to figure out how to produce, change our our par levels yeah. a lot, and keep up. We've sold out of burgers, which. A burger place should not sell out of burgers, <laughs> and we've done that. Uh, managed well, to do that. Well, you,
2: you were expecting a good week to be what you say, 800 to thousand, and I you thought, sold
13: almost 2,000. Yeah, we sold Neymar 200, uh, it was 1,853 the first full week of business, and it wow. blows me away. Uh, I thought a thousand burgers a week would be spectacular, so we almost doubled that number. And um, this last week here, we just sold uh, a little over 1,600, so it's uh the volume for it has been much larger than we anticipated than I thought it would be. I'm still, I rather remain, it's a small space. You were there. It's a, you know, it's not a lot of seats. It's, it's a, a lot of turnover. It's a lot. Of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, cranking out some burgers and we, I think what's freaked out some people, we don't even have a phone for it yet and people <laughs> are can't even call. You can't even call it. People text, me or message our Facebook account all the time. Hey, what's your phone number? Is well, We don't have a phone number because we can't even possibly begin to consider taking call in orders. There's no no way. Well, and, uh, and one of the funny things that I noticed when I sat down, I felt bad because I
2: thought that our table, like someone had taken all the chairs and put them around our table, but I realized there's not a table in there that has less than five or six seats at it. Yeah, no. <laughs> you guys have like extra chairs at
13: every table. and We you're... took four tops and made them into five tops and we <laughs> added a lot of two tops and t- so we have exactly 49 seats in a space that the occupancy rating is 49. So we're just gonna ignore the 20 people that are in line and we're gonna ignore the 12 people that are our staff. So we're not gonna tell the fire <laughs> marshal about that. But. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been really exciting to see the reaction to the burger joint. It's just, you know, it's on Main Street in Tomball. People are in the mood for burgers in that area, our brand. It's just a, just a you know, a perfect storm. And you're, you're having
2: fun with the flavors. You know, there's a Mushroom Swiss, there's yeah. a there's a Simple Burger, but there's also one that's a Caesar, you know, with a basically yeah. a Caesar salad on top. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I got. It was delicious. It's my
13: personal favorite, actually.
2: Are you planning on kind of just the idea of smoking a burger so it's not, you know, some of them are put on the flat top, you yeah. said, to, to sear a little bit. But yeah. if you get the regular burger, it's not seared at all. It's just put on the the bun with lettuce and tomato, right? Yeah,
13: exactly. You can have a regular just burger or a cheeseburger off a flat top when that's not being smoked. And they're quite delicious because of the quality of the grind that we're using. Uh, The brisket and the clod mix that we've come up with, the all-natural protein. It's just a fantastic beef, Angus beef patty. So whether you want it smoked or seared, either way, it's fantastic. And a lot of times the, the burger idea has started as something to use brisket trim, to
2: use yeah. maybe other ingredients, and now you actually have to buy more oh, yeah. just to grind burgers. Yeah, a lot
7: more. and the guys can contest to the amount of cutting that it takes to really make a, a really good burger patty, but uh, I mean, I think we just hit the head of the nail uh, on both genres for where we're at. Um, the people lend to us what, what we can get out of this, so. You know, do you have a favorite Burger Charles or something that you're? Uh, mine's the original, to be honest. Mine and my kid, it's the Smokehouse all all the way. To smoke a burger patty is wild to me, so uh, I love that that burgers.
13: Charles has got a lot of experience with burgers. Mm-hmm. He worked at some burger trucks um, and burger restaurants, so he's been around burgers a lot.
7: Yeah, and and in in the time that I've been with it, uh, I I think the Smokehouse is is one of the most creative for for our our region. So. I'm really happy to be a part. Do you have,
2: uh, besides smoking, you have a favorite way of cooking a burger at home?
7: Oh, searing all day. The Maillard reaction is is beautiful. So, I mean, for me, it's it's always seared.
2: And there's a lot of talk now. I I don't know if you've watched. There's a... uh Uh, munchies has now this burger expert who travels all over the country and he does steamed burgers and smash burgers and have you been experimenting with some of the other types that are out there
7: um personally right now you know i'm the kitchen manager for tejas so i kind of have to dial in for for where i'm at and focus on what we have to get done as a team so i'm kind of one-minded but uh you know for the future who knows there's always experimenting, right? Always. Childlike wonder. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a chocolate burger? Uh, well, oh, whatever. Mole ch- burger.
2: Mole oh. burger. We just created. <laughs> burger. <laughs> yeah. Greg was
13: smoking some shrimp the other day, working on some sort of shrimp. There thing. you go. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah. and um, I think it's interesting that you have,
2: be- having, uh, having multiple kitchens, having multiple I restaurants, it gives you a little bit <laughs> of freedom to... Uh, to 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 experiment to play around is it nice to kind of have I know obviously you're very busy just running the restaurant but you take the time
13: to kind of just throw things around see what see what sticks I always do I'm mm-hmm. always tinkering my mind just works that way and I know mm-hmm. Charles does too we have yep. a lot of early morning kitchen conversations about ideas and thoughts and all that kind of stuff so yeah. we're always you know not, not everything works but we're mm-hmm. always trying mm-hmm.
7: and, and to push forward you know uh, you really do have to be inventive and and kind of have this off the wall thought process of what food can can lend, you know. Uh, yeah, that's food is a really beautiful art. So here we are.
2: Well, and now you guys have to figure out the art of. Creating hundreds of burger patties in a day—that's so <laughs> yeah. a whole challenge in itself. It well, is. What's
13: it called, the patio matic? Uh, we bought yeah, the, the easy, pati- easy slider by patio matic. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Erica said she thought she knew a girl in high school named that.
10: <laughs> <laughs> the the
2: joke of the day from the uh, the winners of the throwdown. That's it. Well, that's thank it. you, Scott. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you thank know, I'm you, I'm going home with. Uh, a little over a dozen of those chili yeah, relleno sausages. In, you loaded and. up the other day, or, I mean, came, <laughs> yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, he yesterday.
13: Came through, had a burger so, and a sack full of chili relleno sausage. So uh,
2: a- anyone in Austin who's uh, who wants to try them, I've got, I've got the, uh, what do you call it, the. Uh, I've got the, the whole business on lock. <laughs> <The> only chili, <laughs> relleno <laughs> sausage, and all of Austin.
13: You can be on a corner edition. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Yeah. 20, 20, bucks, 20 bucks a link, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you, guys, and you congratulations bet, again. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah.
2: it. I'm back with Interstellar real quick. They got third place in People's Choice. Congratulations.
0: Thank you.
3: Thank you.
2: That's a... That's a that's a pretty good move. That wasn't an easy panel, and uh, there was a lot of good food up there.
3: There was. We're happy to be included, actually. So <laughs> not, not too bad, first time out.
2: Yeah, the the uh, the the challenge of competitions is now you gotta you gotta walk at everyone. Your first one, you
3: came in third. Yeah, no, we, we're gonna go hard now. We're gonna have to hit the comp circuit for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna have to request some time off. I'll talk to the boss. <laughs> good thing you know.
2: Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts about? you know you got at least a year before another one of these happens uh you're going to be playing around with some recipes maybe come with something a little you know no one was doing oxtail today so that was cool to see
3: yeah i don't know man my my food is very off the cuff so i will probably decide the dish if i get invited next year about four weeks out from the event nice hey do it on the fly right yeah i mean that's just how i roll so (laughs) well thanks again and
2: congratulations and uh well, uh, I'm trying to hunt down. I think I think Acre might have left, but uh, I'm trying to hunt down the last of the uh, the placements there. And uh, congratulations again, y'all! Y'all earned it today. Thank you. Y'all Thank worked you. hard. I hope you uh, I hope you have a restful evening.
3: We'll see about that. We're gonna try.
1: Choice feels, uh, always feels good to be in the it.
0: circle. You know,
2: uh, I'm here with the the crew of Daddy Duncan's. Uh, they got People's Choice number three. Yes, sir. Uh, that, that, that's pretty cool. We're uh, so happy about that. How many of these events have you guys done now?
1: What uh, now?
0: More than we can count, probably four or five, and we've uh, been in the winner's circle each time, uh, so it feels good, man. We're you know. blessed
1: to be around all these fantastic, marvelous, wonderful barbecue people.
0: Some big names from Austin, yeah. Houston, you know.
2: And and y'all y'all got the logo going. I see your whole shirt is, uh, is made of the logo there. You guys got patches and stickers jesus hold on so uh so y'all y'all just said you've you've got some land now you're gonna be setting up on
0: we got a couple acres in katie um fishing pond yeah fishing pond beer garden little stage you know
1: katie hockley cutoff road
0: yeah it'll it'll be
2: ready about three or four months cool and uh you know, tell us about what y'all cooked today
0: and uh, how you felt about it. So today we did, I, I feel good about it. We did a smoked bologna. It was a thick cut. Uh, pork belly burn-in. It was like a peach, um, you know, pepper thing. Peach pepper. Uh, house pimento cheese. Mrs. Yeah. Duncan made the pickles. We had it on a jalapeno cheese cheddar bun. It was legit. He got a lot of good feedback from the crowd.
2: I would say it was the most substantial bite at the whole place. You guys man, were like feeding them. people. It was awesome. Nice. Thank you generous. so much. It was, it was the you. tallest stack
0: for sure. They they uh <laughs> they killed like three hundred and fifty uh slider buns like in the first hour and a half. Yeah. wow uh, we were, we had a reserve for the judges on that, you know Seriously? like yeah. so it just started it turned into like kind of a keto thing where it was like bologna pickles, you know, Y'all cheese. Just <laughs> right now. But it was good man. My crew is strong, man. We were just pushing out. We had a Type barbecue. They're from, uh, I believe, Richmond or Sugar yeah, area. Yeah, Shane and Doug. Shane and Doug helped they us lend out. They lent a hand you know, and really you know, pulled through. They had a good time as well, so, you know, it was awesome. Uh, and do you guys like, I mean, you've
2: been to a couple of the different locations. you like the St. Arnold setup? St. Arnold's is awesome. We love yeah.
0: Arnold's. When you get to be inside oh, and yes. you don't have to deal with the weather, it's real good, you know? And there's Uh, lots of beers on tap. Yeah, a lot of beer. Oh,
1: yeah, they're very generous about the beers. And it's
0: usually always a sold-out 500 crowd, you know, usually, so it's really nice. It's good.
1: HOU is very good to us. We're very happy to always oblige with anything that they need us to do.
2: Yeah, and it's cool that, you know, whether or not, Here's some of these guys just do pop-ups. Some people yeah. have restaurants. Everyone gets a chance here. Yeah. Uh, no matter what level of barbecue you're at, you know, the El Topo guys are about to open a restaurant. Right. Did yeah, you have awesome. a chance to try any of the other food out there? Yeah, or? I did.
0: I tried uh, Acre barbecue, mm-hmm. and it was really good. And I knew Tejas next to us doing the uh, Quo with the Chilli Orlando. I called it on that one, man. Yeah. I was like, that's first place. We knew they place. were the winners. I go, it. It, it, mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know how you just sense it because we've done a few of these already. And I think simplicity always wins this. You just never know what's going to take it, you know?
2: Well, and it, it seems simple, but it's also, it's a, it's a sausage that they created that became, mm-hmm. it was their favorite special right. that became a regular thing. And they're like, well, let's just take this thing that people already are already raving about and shove right. it inside of another delicious thing. And it was exactly. brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. So it's brilliant. It's So the simplest turducken. Yeah.
0: We got to have it at uh, <laughs> Brett's Backyard Barbecue one year, and it was amazing. And uh, Awesome. So yeah, it's it's always we've always supported oh, Tejas I sat and everybody. There and I
1: enjoyed every bite.
0: Yeah, their burger joint even looks awesome. With they have the Chorolano smoked burger. I mean, come on, you know. Yeah. So there's a there's nothing but good choices in the world of barbecue, especially in Houston. Yes. Oh man, it's great. Austin and Houston, man, it's where it's at. And uh, you got these guys that are coming up. With, I mean, it's a lot of work. We start. Uh, you you're thinking a month ahead of ahead of time what you're gonna do. I'm pretty sure. You know.
1: Oh, run through ideas, scratch this. Go with the next thing. Yeah, scratch. are you going to do
0: that? What is the crowd going to like? What's the judges going to go with? You know, that sort of thing.
2: When I did overhear, you know, I was walking through the crowd a lot, and I did overhear a lot of people saying, where's the brisket? Where You know, people were expecting it to be more traditional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there were a lot of people that were really happy that I was talking to that they were happy that it wasn't all brisket and sausage, that it yeah. was these unique dishes. I think that this, this event is becoming a place for
0: people to kind of Play with Venturales. ideas, yeah. It's a it's it is a culinary playground. I mean, when you have like Brad mm-hmm. doing a, a pork belly s'mores, I mean, come on, that's that's just awesome, you know. Uh, last year at ATX versus Houston, we did a Mediterranean dish. It got a lot of good, you know, uh, publicity on that as well. So you just never know, you know. And yeah. uh, I saw you pull the crew, and did you want to get get some sound bites from them?
1: <laughs> I sure did, because Mercedes offers a lot of assistance to us. He is my right hand man he on the badass. food truck and he is just thank thank amazing you. in every way. And Blake, we couldn't do it without Blake's you. Blake's a chef, also. you know, thank the, you, thank you, she, thank you. yeah he's Our guys a chef. are full time chefs. Chef.
0: They're they're fine dining waiters, they're all legit, man. And that's what we yeah. do, our catering. He, Mercedes and, you know, is very
1: artistic. Yeah. Everything he puts out is with heart. Yeah. Thank
0: you. But thank he much. has a funny saying I'm what,
4: sorry. What's I work in the funny? back, I don't see no mouths.
1: <laughs> very it's all
0: audio so you don't have to worry about smiling <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm just
4: a guy in the back man I'm just glad to help yeah
2: uh, where, how did you start cooking or where did you start at
9: I actually attended AI for a while and for the most part <laughs> <Honey>. <laughs> and for the most part I've known uh, Randy for a good while
0: yeah there you go <laughs> I'm not I'm
9: sorry I'm camera shy there's no cameras <laughs> <laughs> it feels like one. but anyways I've known Randy for a while and uh I'm just glad to help yeah to he's, he's a how good how buddy and him so uh, succeed yeah and his family how uh how long
0: have y'all been working together
9: uh, about what, two or three years it's
0: been now? a couple of years already yeah. for sure two or three
2: y'all excited to build something on this land it sounds like it's yeah. gonna be big yeah it's sure. gonna
0: be awesome man i mean it's a it's a, a real humble little country spot warehouse or food truck you know that sort of thing and these guys will be you know helping us out man we're wow. gonna be doing our thing
1: a lot of arm room for everybody to just kind of enjoy themselves yeah. and have some privacy to eat and be with their family or all around.
2: Maybe some music or something out we're there. We're gonna definitely
0: have music. Right now, when we're in our food truck and we do a pop up, we pull a two three hour line. So they're they're they can't wait till we open. You know, um, there's some other barbecue joints that are opening up. You know, Cooper's just opened over there. Uh, there's uh, Corky's from Memphis. You got Brett's uh, barbecue shop. Uh, there's a couple other guys doing it. But, you know, for the most part, you hear Daddy Duncan's a lot. So, The barbecue trail is just getting longer and bigger. Yeah. I mean, you know, we use Rafinos, man. We got some good meats. And uh, just we keep doing our thing, man. Just yeah. trying to get better every time, you know.
2: And the Rafino family is, like, sourcing meat all over from Austin yeah. to Pflugerville to Houston to oh, Katy. killing it. Oh, yeah. I just
0: tried to hook them up with my uh, executive chef that I used to work for at the Omni Hotel. I'm like... Chef on here. Here's here's uh, Paul Rufino, You know, Paul can sell sand to the beach, man. And I hope he hears <laughs> this. We love you, Paul. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Mike's a big Mike's a big uh, supporter of the barbecue scene Mike's up in Austin. Awesome. And
0: yeah, it's Mike's great. Awesome. Hey, thank you,
2: brother. Hey. Good to see you. A little drive by from Wade from Reveille. Yeah. Uh, Revelle
0: guys are uh, they got their new spot?
2: Yeah. They got their in new magnolia the brew. Yeah. So, at, over at Lone Pint? Yeah, Lone Pint. I'm excited for that because that's the, my favorite IPA in Texas. Yeah. Might be the, one of the best IPAs in the world, So, Yellow Rose opinion. or something like that? The yellow yeah. Rose, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a great spot for them. So, it's all family, man. I mean, everybody's, you know, it, that's why it's, these are so fun because we all know each other. It's like, dude, I have your sticker on my food truck, and you're from Austin, and I've never met you. <laughs> but I know you from Instagram and Facebook and all that, and just, you just know, you know. What so do you think,
2: well, I mean, what do you think it is? Because there there's there's lots of competition even today you know it's like people were everyone was excited to see who won everyone was at no point with someone like darn we lost yeah yeah like there was no 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 one put their heads down
0: everyone was because i think just to be here is an is an honor in a way if you're saying austin versus houston and you're in the mix to even be here and do that it's a it's a good deal plus the marketing is great you know they put your name out there people get to know you that have never tried you we're in Katy, so it's a long drive from houston even yeah uh, so, you know, it brings new attention to us, and uh, everybody's happy. There there's no hard feelings. You, you know be, you did your best. You know you had fun. You know.
2: You get to be right in the thick of it. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Well, Daddy Duncans, thank you. Appreciate your brother. Thank you, man.
2: <laughs> thank you.
0: Appreciate it. Thank you, Yanni. Yeah. Say bye, thank you, everybody. Mrs. Duncan herself. <laughs> thank, you. thank you very much. Then pickles, though.
2: Finishing up the uh, Houston-Austin barbecue throwdown. Uh, I'm here with Joseph Quaylar, uh, as well as Wade Elkins. Uh, it's been a beautiful day. Joseph has been wrecking shop with some uh, tortillas, uh, <laughs> and, and Wade and the Reveille guys were working hard too. Is it, uh, is it nice to be done today?
9: It's uh, extremely nice to be done today. Yeah, we just get to kick back and relax for the rest of the day. You know, enjoy the Sunday.
2: And as far as uh, service, you make some friends today, y'all. Y'all people enjoying your food.
14: Well, I mean, I would say, yeah. Every time we do this, man, you get to you get to meet some new people and hang out and have a
2: good time, you know. Get your name out there. Yeah, talk to some new sure.
9: friends. I think what's really cool about it, it's a mixture of familiar faces that you know come back year after year after year, yeah. and then you also get the new crowd that have never had your food before. So yeah, you get to meet new people, and you get there's a lot of camaraderie involved as well. Tell us what you're cooking, Wade. We did a uh, smoked chicken tinga budan. Um, we made a mole sauce to top that off with, and a salsa verde for a little bit of contrast. Um, Super gorgeous dish. Thank you, man. Thank nice you very plating, much. big very nice. flavor.
14: Very and nice. Joseph, we did a uh, barbacoa and oxtail birria taco with a beef consomme, and then we had a little dessert on the side, which was a, a concha bread pudding.
2: Yeah, and that was awesome. That was it. Was one of the things that wasn't. Uh, it, it was easy to plate, so there was always a ton of it. So people were all over the place grabbing yeah. those little. Little bites of sweet.
14: I wish we could have made the tacos go that quick, but man, you know, every now and then it's all right to keep in line, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, and you you were dipping the taco and then frying the tortilla, and uh, there there was a lot of very long step processes today. So it was really interesting to see whether it was the chefs, whether it was the Tex Mex, whether um, it was even, you know, like the the Koi guys doing the Vietnamese, you know, Mm, this uh, noodle style. Everyone. That at no point was someone just like, here's a piece of meat and a tortilla right. or something. Yeah, I don't think you're really getting that these days anymore,
14: these well, kinds of things. This
9: oppor- this this event in particular is an opportunity for everybody to think outside the box and really throw it down. You know, hence the name, I think. But for sure, uh, nobody wants to just bring brisket or sausage. Yeah, you'd just be mailing event. it into this thing with that, <laughs> right? You
2: know? And there wasn't a piece of brisket in the whole building. This yeah, I don't crazy. think I saw any brisket any today. Brisket. Yeah.
14: yeah, I mean, it's it, it's. I didn't corn. even think about that. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't one. Yeah,
2: Not, not, even, not at all. Wow. There was one old lady who was like, how come no one cooked brisket? <laughs> Which was pretty
14: funny to me. You know. What's up, big dog?
9: Yeah, so, I mean Joseph's been putting out really good food, uh, you know, as I consider myself somewhat of a of a of a foodie, I guess, as someone that appreciates <laughs> good food and I can say that uh every bite I've had of, of Joseph food has been has been top notch. The dude's man. working on his flavors and he uh he nails it every time. Thanks, man.
14: That, you know, goes without saying I don't wanna you know, we're getting a little bro on but, <laughs> No, I'm just <laughs> you, know. you know,
9: it needs to be said the dude's a rock star. He's, he's definitely putting it out. Well, and, and that's kind of the beauty of this whole
2: thing is that, you know, as soon as they announced who won, as soon as they announced all these things, no one put their head down. Right. Everyone was happy that everyone, the happy who won, happy to try each other's food. Everyone's as much psyched on everyone else as they are on what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And that's part of the
14: camaraderie of the whole thing, man. That's what makes these things special is that
2: you're all kind of looking out for you. You want each other to
14: excel, man, because... It elevates everybody at the same time. You know, this the, these are always jumping off points for what's what's to come the next year. You
2: know, well, and like you both are kind of you're not exactly in the, in one place. Like y'all, uh, uh, Reveille is moving to um, the Lone Pine Brewery, correct? And you're you're still doing pop-ups, correct? That's correct. So it's like it's cool that you get a chance to be in front of whether you have a restaurant or you cook once a month. You can come to the Houston barbecue throwdown and and really show off what, what's in your head what yeah. you've been playing yeah. with
14: yeah yeah you know if if you're lucky enough to, to pull it off right do do you know your plan come together man it, it's it's it makes it that much more fun you know to really nail your dish and, and and have it everybody enjoy it that's when it's really fun sometimes it doesn't always go as planned but <laughs> hey you got to roll with it what the you pushes. just pointed
2: at the ground what is that
14: Wait, what is <laughs>
3: let's,
9: let's not talk. I about don't even. That. I don't even know what that is. I We're just going to move on. Right. <laughs> to <the next> <laughs> <section>. <laughs> Clearly, something spilled there. I don't know what it means, but uh, uh, that's not a great uh, for the listeners out there. That's not a great uh, storyline. But yeah, something did happen. There. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and it is a part of the. You know, I like this because I've covered actual competitions. I've covered, you know, Memphis in May, and here let's take a step towards me because there's a truck trying to pull a pit out. Uh, I've covered all these competitions, and a lot of it is—it's it, it, almost like insane. It's a, its kind of crazy what happens. But you know, it, it, if you—if something happens, you spill something, you screw something up. Uh, all of a sudden, you're still—you're uh, still in the game. You're still figuring it out with what you got. And at the same time, I'm sure anyone here would be happy to loan you an ingredient or help oh, you. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I, I, saw, I mean, that happens every time, right?
14: Yeah. Yeah.
9: yeah. I think one of the like one of the things that uh, I always try to do. Uh, is offer my offer my assistance or anything I can do to the to, to the to the, uh, to the other competitors? Um, because I know there's been a million times where I've forgotten a spatula or I've forgotten to bring yeah. salt or I don't have sheet pans. It's like, hey man, can you help me out? And they're like, yeah, dude, whatever you need, yeah. just take it. You don't even have to ask. Just come over here and take it. So, I always, you know, I'm the same way. It's it's a it's a, it's a camaraderie and a brotherhood. Yeah. Well, and we're in such a small space that. Uh, you know, the only
2: really one pit can get pulled in at a time. Only one yeah. person can unload. And I saw lots of guys kind of teaming up. Oh, this guy's unloading. I'll, let me help you grab. I'll yeah. grab a camber. I'll grab this. For uh, sure. It's uh nothing but brotherhood and sisterhood. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm gonna pass off to Mike real quick. Hey. Oh hi. Yeah. Introduce yourself, sir.
15: Hi, uh, David Welch. Uh, Firecraft Barbecue, right out mm-hmm. of Kingwood, Texas. Awesome. What'd you all cook today? We did, uh, the, the judging criteria was to create, right, a Texas representative dish that did not include uh, the, the original trifecta of your brisket, ribs, and pork sausage, right? So uh, we went low country, right, like uh, coastal. So we did quail, and uh, we did a cornbread stuffing with uh, crawfish and crab, and then we did uh, smoked corn cream and collard greens with pork. And we got another member here of the
2: Reveille team.
15: Introduce yourself. This is Mike Magna with Reveille Barbecue uh
2: one of the cooks one of the the owners well the, the the everyday guys um so how would y'all feel about the food today it was a, a pretty wild uh, spread of delicious stuff huh
15: it's always great to come out here because uh you know one thing you know that every one of these guys bring their game you know every one of them and uh it's interesting to look around and see what everybody's doing you know following that judging criteria trying to make the best bite you can make and you know, get the people's choice, you know, plus the, the criteria. That's what we yeah. always go for. That's the toughest gig, you know.
2: Well, they're two very different competitions all in one.
15: Absolutely. It's inspiring. You know, these guys, I mean, it, super, this is my second time here. We've been doing it five years. Every day, you know, it's like a fist fight. You know, I think all these guys out here, these are the hardest working people in this whole industry. You know, and it's, it's amazing. All this, Everything's heavy in barbecue, right? The wood's heavy. The meat's heavy. The trucks <laughs> are heavy. The pits are heavy. The egos are heavier. You know? Well, Chef
2: Wells, you've got the biggest rig here. I mean, you got like a whole kitchen on wheels.
15: Well, that's it. That's all I have. <laughs> we're working on a brick and mortar, but uh, we uh, it's just myself and my 19-year-old daughter, man. That's all that all is all right now. My wife helps out. She teaches school full-time, yeah. And uh, we're just blessed to be here, man. Couldn't um, be happier.
2: Where are you all set up usually?
15: We're in Kingwood, Texas. We're, uh, we have a half acre. We're building a brick and mortar. We've been delayed almost a year with a road improvement in front of us. So, I mean, it, it's crazy. So uh, the food Are you all in
10: a similar place?
15: Well, no, I know that they, they're yeah, in a spot, and you have Reveille's to move and that rough, kind of dude. stuff, right? It's
10: how'd y'all do, out of curiosity, since you
15: said you're in uh, Kingwood, how'd y'all do during the flood? We live on the top of Black Cat Ridge, the highest point, so we didn't flood, and Marlotte didn't flood either. Uh, the whole reason we decided to buy and not you know, do a lease you know, rental space uh, was because of Harvey, because the leases are terminated on both sides. You know, my previous partner lost it, you know, lost everything, I had to start all over. So, you know, and that's money you can't recoup, yeah. you know. So uh, just uh, decided to own it, and that way we'll have something if something goes south, you know, and, and uh, keep it going that way. It's hard to go off the subject. Oh,
2: no worries. Well, I mean, that that's that's a very big subject here in Houston, you know. The, the rain, the hurricanes, uh, everything is – it's a challenge because – it's not easy to work around these things that you don't even know when they're coming. I mean, you don't really get much of a warning when it happens.
15: Barbecue, you know, you, you the connotation is backyard. It's outdoors. It's, it's you know, breeze blowing. It's smelling the fumes and, the, you know, the, the, the aromas in the air. And uh, without a brick and mortar, you know, for people to come inside, it, it is very weather dependent, our business, yeah. isn't it?
2: Well, and at the same time, the barbecue community seems to rally together very quickly when something bad happens to, to feed people. You know, we've had Operation Barbecue Relief on the show before, but also the community in general is always doing something to help each other, help the community, and uh, it's something beautiful about barbecue that I'm not sure anyone purposely started, but everyone seems to work
10: together. I think it's the work is so hard, right? I mean, everybody knows what it takes. I agree with that. Uh for the people who don't know who I am, Mike McNuffin with Revley Barbecue. Uh, I've also got a Marine Corps background. I'm also a user firefighter. And one of the big things people talk about the fire department and the uh, Marine Corps is brotherhood. The Marine Corps, especially one of the best brotherhoods I've ever had. Well, one of the things I love about the barbecue, a lot of people don't see is the brotherhood in it. It's, it's one of the best brotherhoods I, I've ever seen in any type of organization. Like he said, if something happens, if you have a problem with anything, you can call any other barbecue place up and be like, hey, uh, you need a pit. You yeah. need Wood. What do you need? This is my yeah. problem. They, yeah. They won't even ask. Like, well, I've got this going on. Now they'll be like, Hey, let me drop everything. I'm gonna come over there and help you out. Yeah.
2: That's right. Well, that's and you, right. you both have uh, more experience than just barbecue. You know, you. The last time I was at Revley, I had a marrow bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, 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 I think it was a burger of some. I I can't even remember. We were, we we ate heartily there, and uh, it, it's cool to see at, at an event like this, and even at the restaurants now that. Not everything is brisket, sausage, ribs, Uh, that people
15: are going outside of the box. I think the public demands that.
10: I think that's one of the cool things about the new barbecue now is people are reaching out on the regular menu, not just doing like the Texas Trio brisket, uh, sausage, ribs. They're doing other things to bring people in. like you said, we did the bone marrow, we've done alligator stuff like that. Everybody's trying People to reach love out love that there. alligator, dude. I love alligator. <laughs> and you wrap it in bacon, too. Yes, sir. It's the really the other white meat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, long story short, the reason I wanted to do alligator, I did a uh, I've always been part of a, a first responders kind of uh, I went to a first responders cook-off back probably about 1996, and one of those guys for their meats did an alligator. And it was a small little alligator. They smoked out, tasted that, and that meat just stuck with me the whole entire time. So when I started Revely, uh me, James, and Way, we, one of the things I said, hey, I want to do an alligator. I want to smoke an alligator. So that's one reason we did that. And you've Figured been doing our work some, on that.
2: Yeah. Well, um, how should people find you? What's, what's, what's the next step for people that are, you know, want to find Firecraft? And uh, what's next for Revely?
15: If you're looking for Firecraft, we are dependable. We are located at 22538 Loop 494. That's right in the front of Kingwood, Texas. We're across the street from a large Lowe's Home Improvement Center. Nice. We're next door to a bar, and uh, a nice bar, not a seedy place. You can go in and have a glass of wine or beer with your meal or take it to go. But we are dependable Tuesday night through Friday nights from 430 until we sell out. 4.30 p.m. Really. How
2: late do you end up going? We start? usually
15: sell out around 7, 7 and a half, okay. 7.30. That's a yeah. quick service. Yeah, we're out there, you know, two or three hours, and, and that's it. You Dinner know? and you're done. That's it. Cook as much as we can cook and then try to sell it out. That's awesome. And tell us what's next for Reveille.
10: Uh, so for Reveille, every, a lot of people know that we've been closed for a couple of months now. Uh, the big news kind of leaked out there. Uh, we're going to be opening up with the Lone Pine Brewery uh, starting December 7th. December 7th is going to be our uh, grand opening with them. Uh, along with their bear garden, there's also going to be their seventh year anniversary, along with uh, another event there in Magnolia. So it's going to be a busy day, but it's going to be a fun day. I need to put that in my calendar.
2: Well, congratulations to y'all both. It's been a great throwdown, and uh, and I appreciate y'all working so hard today. You know, it wasn't an easy day, and uh, I think uh, I think we're all ready for a, a drink and some rest. Right, right on. on. <laughs> Thank Thanks you. a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, appropriate. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the uh, first time? Uh. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, there, there is a trophy in the Acre Barbecue truck right now. It is. Uh, right I'm here with the team, the uh, the winners. The you guys worked hard on a, a really interesting dish. It was almost like it almost looked like sushi. You know, it was yeah. rice, uh, the, a sauce, I believe, mm-hmm. and then
8: a beef rib on top. Yes, sir.
2: Tell us, uh, tell us how we got here.
8: So it was almost like a like a I don't know kalbi nagari type type dish but I had an idea that let's do uh, I I wanted beef rib on rice and I wanted some sort of sauce so I was thinking maybe a bulgogi or whatever and I told my wife I was like what do you think can you make it happen and she's like no not not bulgogi let's do galbi so she worked on a sauce Uh, she made it happen actually
2: yeah it's all you huh
1: I don't know about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) well I mean the, the the first time we met you were uh torching uh ribs with uh gochujang on them right yeah so, you've been bringing some really interesting flavors to this, but unlike last time, there was a lot of, there was some ramen, there was some French duck, there was, yeah. there was a lot of real interesting stuff this mm-hmm. year. So, you know, you, you won People's Choice. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. That, was, that was exciting. You got a big trophy in your, in yeah. your truck now. You can, I, you can I put it, can it up at all it. your events.
8: Yeah. Uh, don't, if it was a medal, we could actually put it in our window over like <laughs> David Welch did in his trailer. So, we have to figure out some creative way of getting that trophy up there. You're going to be seen. And uh, you know what did it feel like when you all heard your name? It was I still I still don't, I still don't oh. believe
7: it.
1: It was shocking. Yeah, very. <laughs> I was completely
8: shocked. Uh, you, and
2: you all sold out everything. You don't even have a bite left of what
8: you made, huh? No, I mean we, we brought we planned for 500 bites. We were at 550 when we ran out of rice, and I think we pushed us a little over 600. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. How many beef ribs was that? Uh, we went through 20 racks. And So and they, t- were be- they were beefy beef ribs. They were, they were quite large, larger yeah. than we
2: normally get. Did you, did you do something special? The rice seemed like it was very adhesive, like it was stuck in a very nice little, was that's it like a sushi Korean, rice? Or? No,
1: that's a Korean, Korean rice. It's a white, short grain rice.
2: And did you put a sauce or some kind of?
1: Uh, I put like um, sesame oil to kind of make it not too sticky, and then we put the kabi sauce over it.
2: Amazing. Uh, I'm am gu- guessing you're pretty happy. Is this going to be? We're going to see this on the menu, maybe at the so next acre I, event.
8: I I may I made a comment because one of the things that concerned us was the uh, the bolded underlined. Uh, you have to be able to produce this and in, in, you know in a normal barbecue restaurant. So I, I had a hard time wrapping myself around what that meant. Like what could we not do? So I said that if we got a trophy, people's choice or um, or judges' choice, that we would serve it all next week. So oh man, my so wife is. Go. Boo is really mad at me right now because we have to make a lot of rice, and <laughs> Boo, sauce, and sauce. Uh, so we'll we'll be doing it. Uh, you know, short, uh, you know, maybe 10 to 20 servings per event. But we're gonna we're gonna figure out some sort of plate to make that happen this week.
2: All right. So if you're going to an acre pop up, make sure you get there early. That's. That's right. All right. Well, any anything else to say from the winners of the People's Choice? I'm just shocked.
8: I'm <laughs> just shocked. <laughs> That's all there
2: is to it. I'm all just right. so happy right now. Well, we're proud, y'all. Congratulations. Uh, thank,
8: thank you, so, you much, so much, Johnny. Thank you. Right. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, yeah.
2: appreciate you. Did you. Well, there you have it. The Houston-Austin barbecue throwdown at the gigantic St. Arnold's Brewery. Delicious beer, amazing food, hardworking people. Uh, As trucks are loading up trailers, as everyone's shutting down, there's still a ton of beer being poured, hands being shaked. TJ is doing his uh, famous kind of foot on the table shot. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but if you look up TJ Tran, Lazy Teej on uh, Instagram, you'll know that. The Interstellar guys are hanging out, Mike uh, and Chris, uh, Mike Fulmer, Chris Reed, the creators of this event. Are shaking lots of hands. You know they're very popular guys for putting this on, and they they work really hard on these. You know they they get bigger every year. They get more fun. They're really diverse, and uh, it, it's cool to see really what's happening. I've got a cooler full of chili relleno sausage. I've got a ton of oxtail bones that I'm going to turn into a soup. Uh, I'm pretty happy right now, and I'm going to go sign off and enjoy this event. I hope you all are out there sharing time with family and friends, eating barbecue, and uh, I'll see you next episode.
0: Hey, they call me the meat man. Y'all see me eat man. hit on the meat man. Y'all see me eat man. I got jaws like a bat, trap a teeth like a razor. I made a tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle greener showing the hell of like
1: a meat on the meat man. Y'all see me.